Welcome to Keep Purring, a Carolina Panthers podcast hosted by Ben Tucker and Eric Briggs, two lifelong Panthers fans from North Carolina. Whether you're a diehard fan or a casual observer, this is the Panthers podcast for you. Do us a favor, click on the link tree in our bio and give us a follow on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Keep Purring, a Carolina Panthers podcast. We are available wherever you prefer to consume your podcasts, Spotify, Apple, you name it. You can check us out on YouTube as well. And if you do, we hope you'll subscribe and hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. Tonight, we are talking about the Panthers' loss, unfortunately, to the Atlanta Falcons, the Brian Burns contract situation, a little bit of how our fantasy football teams did today, which um, not great. And finally, what we're looking for in the Panthers' next game on Monday Night Football against the New Orleans Saints. Okay, so uh, let's talk Falcons. Let's just get into it. A lot of Panthers fans, super heated, super upset after this game. Um, I don't know if, Eric, I don't know if you spent any time on Twitter this afternoon. Um, a, brief, a brief bit. It was uh, concerning. It was concerning. Uh, <laughs> lots of lots of wild overreactions. Um, I, here's my thing. I get I get that people are upset. Um, we Panthers fans have a lot of scar tissue from the last few years. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we've been in QB purgatory for however long now. Mm-hmm. Um, we lost today, and um, that feels. Um, all too familiar, unfortunately, yeah. at this point for, for us. Yeah, uh, yeah it kind you know, of feels like but, we came home from college and we're sleeping in right. you know our tiny little twin bed. You know, like it's, right. it's, it's uncomfortable, but we're used right. to it. You know, it's what we exactly. know. Exactly. It's what we know. Um, but this is a different coaching staff. This is a different quarterback. Yeah. These are different players. Uh, and so, you know, yes, like this team has holes. That, that was very apparent after today. Not that we didn't really – Already, we knew that though. So yeah. my thing is like, and this was my thing before the game, and it's still my thing after the game. Like, people need to temper their expectations because yeah. we have a rookie quarterback as dynamic as he is and was in college. He is a rookie. He is going mm-hmm. to make mistakes. He made a couple of them today, not surprisingly. And there are some holes on this team that are going to prevent us from maybe going to where some fans think we should go this season. So my question to you is um, scale of one to 10 panic meter. Where are you at? 10 being, Oh my God, uh, the world is ending. One being guys, come on, who cares? Like we're fine. I'm like a two. I'm like a two. Right. A two. <laughs> I'm not uh, like a maybe, two. I, I might be at like a one or one and a yeah, half. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't want to say just one because but yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> Like I'm not, I'm not really on the scale all that much. Uh, I mean, here's the deal. We we knew this. Like I I think you know, Bryce played really well in the third game, you know, and played pretty well in the, through the preseason or you know whatever. So like we all kind of came out of the preseason with a little bit of confidence in terms of his ability, and I do think that it was a little bit deflating to have, you know damn the same thing back you know on both interceptions i mean it, was, right. it looked like the same play i don't even know if it was 
but it looked like the same copy play. And you know, he's a rookie and he's gonna see yep. different things, you know. And and listen, think about it this way. Just like we were not very complicated and kept things very simple in the preseason, other teams did too. So we didn't have any film on what the Falcons were actually going to be doing. And, you know, they didn't have any film on us. So consequently, the first drive, we flew down the field, decided to, you know, um, or well, first or second drive, whichever one it was. Uh, but we like flew down the field. And then, um, you know, I think once... Atlanta had a chance to kind of see what we were going to be doing. They made some adjustments, but um, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not freaked out. I think that the section, you know, the, the, the position groups played about the way that we thought they were going to, at least the way that I thought they were going to, I wasn't mm -hmm. super surprised about any of that. And so consequently, I'm not super surprised. How about you or concerned? Yeah, let's uh, well, yeah. I mean, I'm again, I'm not, my concern level is not, high at all um I, i'd say if there was anything that surprised me just going off the top of my head uh the interceptions okay the two interceptions from bryce i know yes obviously he's a rookie like we just said and so i know he's going to make mistakes i guess yep. um it, it was a little jarring to be like oh okay all right we're getting those out of the way okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh uh, you know, and and we'll we'll get into it more. Um, one of the two, uh, I, I put I put just as much of the blame, if not more, of the blame on the coaches. But we'll get into that. So let's 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 talk about the offense. Let's. You want to break it down by like offense, defense, coaching, sure. kind of sure. go like that. Let's go yeah. offense first, like, and let's just start with Bryce Young. Um, so I'll just say. Again, for me, he uh, I thought he showed some good flashes. I thought mm -hmm. uh, despite the interceptions, um, he was he remained very poised from from my vantage point. Um, he just he never really looks rattled to me, even after he makes those mistakes. And I think I think uh, something that impressed me, probably the thing that impressed me the most about his performance today was uh, I believe it was in the second quarter. Uh, after he had thrown an interception and uh, we come back, he leads the team all the way down for a touchdown, throws a touchdown pass mm -hmm. out to Hayden Hurst. Um, and that was a super impressive drive just on its own. But then contextually, you look at the fact that he's a rookie quarterback. He's just thrown his first interception in the NFL and he comes right back yeah. and leads the team down for a touchdown. Yeah. So that to, that to me shows like the the short memory that you have to have as an NFL quarterback, and again back to the poise that you need to have and uh, things that he has in spades, and he had some nice throws on that on that drive as well. Um, yep. I thought I, I thought the first half for me offensively was a lot more encouraging than the second half. Uh, right. You and I were kind of you know we were kind of texting back and forth a little bit, I think in the first half and saying like, like, Oh man, this is looking, you know, looking pretty good. We're moving the ball. I was texting with my brother and my stepdad and saying the same kind of thing. Like, Oh man, we're getting going. Okay. I like this. Uh, we were running the ball well, but anyway, back to Bryce young uh, overall, I think um, 
I think there were more negatives today than positives. If I'm going to be totally fair in my, in my assessment, uh, I'm, I'm a huge Bryce Young homer, as you know, but I want to, I want to be for the purposes of us talking about it, him uh, talking about it on the podcast. I want to be as unbiased as possible. So I think he had more negatives today than positives. He had some overthrown balls, um, some inaccuracy here and there, uh, the two interceptions. But I'll also say that his receivers didn't do him any favors today whatsoever. Uh, they were they were not getting open. Uh, he had several passes where you could tell, and the announcers talked about it, where you could tell that he was sort of trying. One's coming to mind where uh, he threw what what should have been like a back shoulder pass to Marshall on the sideline and Marshall just didn't turn around. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's a timing thing. That's a chemistry thing. And, but it's also um, the fact that Bryce is having to so often resort to throwing like a back shoulder pass, throwing with so much anticipation tells you that his receivers aren't getting separation and they're not getting open enough consistently. Yeah. I mean, I, that was one of the things that I had, noted is we're just not explosive enough um you know there's and i know chark was out today but they're just there didn't there didn't seem to be danger right no you know how sometimes like when you're watching a game you can kind of sense danger there's that momentum <laughs> excuse me things are going in one direction but i didn't sense that from us today so we, yeah. You know, we, we just weren't explosive enough. Our wide receivers were not holding up there into the bargain. However, no. I will say this. Um, welcome, Hayden Hurst. We're, yeah, we're glad you're on the team, bud. It looks great. Uh, because and, and I, as I was watching it, one of the things that I kept thinking was I believed that there was a lot of stuff that we didn't put out in the preseason. And we saw LaVisca Chenault used in ways that, we hadn't seen him in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, we moved the ball much easier, at least towards the beginning, than we did in the preseason. Um, you know, but I know I hear you when you're saying that there were more negatives for Bryce than positives today, and I, I don't know. I, I think I might actually end up take the different side of the coin uh, than you yeah. on this one, and and I'll be pro uh, Bryce for a while and just say <laughs> All right. he he always seems in control right right and so i think that that's why when i was watching and i saw the first interception i was like taken aback <laughs> he right. you know like just being inter- because like he that doesn't Same. happen typically right and right. so i you know we're gonna find out which of those two he is I'm relatively sure that it's, uh, you know, the one that's going to continue to stay in control and, you know, do what we saw kind of in that third preseason game and what we saw in the first half of this game. Um, but the other thing that I wanted to mention is I thought our running backs looked really, really solid. Oh, I yeah. thought that, you know, uh, Miles Sanders, Hubbard, Hubbard was doing work coming in in relief. I, I was super, super impressed with them. And it was great it because was it's good. the first time we've gotten to see, you know, Miles. And um, so I came away very, very encouraged from a yep. running per- running perspective. How about you? Yeah, same. I actually wrote down, just kind of taking notes as the game was going on. And it was either in the second or third quarter. And I, I wrote down a note that said Hubbard outperforming 
Miles Sanders uh, because Hub. I mean, Sanders had his moments too, but oh, yeah, yeah. Chuba looked fantastic. He looked great. I mean, he like, looked so great. good. So many runs. Just the announcers, even he he caught their attention as well. At one point, the announcer was like, "Man, Chuba Hubbard is just so explosive when he hits the open the open hole," and he had several. He he had several long runs. He just looked great. Um, Miles Sanders. I mean, I thought he looked pretty good. Um, he he had some good runs. I liked seeing Miles catch a few passes out of the backfield. We kind of that's something that was talked a lot about leading up to the season was the fact that Miles in his rookie season with Philadelphia caught fifty ish fifty fifty five passes something like that. It was his best season as a receiving threat. And mm-hmm. that was also the season that Deuce Staley was his running backs coach. Um, so I figured going into the season that he was he was going to be getting more attention from that standpoint. So that was really cool to see. Um, one thing before we move on that I forgot to mention about Bryce, uh, I kind of uh, touched on it earlier. As far as his two interceptions, um, you mentioned it. They were kind of seemingly carbon copies of each other. Uh, yeah. So, you know, hopefully they go back and watch the tape and see that, okay, um, whatever that was, don't do that again because I did it twice oh, in that no. game. Um, yeah. But I will say the first one, you know, obviously he threw the pick, so it's on him. But I put it, I put the first interception just as much, if not more so, on the coaches and on the play calling. We were backed up in our own red zone early in the game. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't play hero ball, whether you're Bryce or whether you're the whether you're Frank Reich, whoever's calling the plays, yeah. which we're we're assuming looked like it was Frank Reich this game. But you have a rookie quarterback in his first start, first time he's ever been backed up in his own red zone in an NFL game, and we need to be either running it, throwing screen passes, or throwing short passes with short developing routes, not long developing routes, trying to force the ball over the middle to get a first down. It's like, okay, you live to play another down, you know, like I said, run it, screen pass, whatever. If you get a first down, great. If you don't, you punt it and you get the hell out of Dodge. And Mm -hmm. I just thought that that was like, it was unfortunate that Bryce threw that pick and I was like, Oh no, you know, that's on him obviously, but thought it was a bad decision, bad play calling by the coaches there. Yeah, you know, it's um, so funny. Uh, my son yeah. said the exact same thing while we were watching it. Really? He said the exact same thing. Yeah, and he – and Smart kid. Yeah, but because he, he just said, that. well, that's not that's not a fair play call. <laughs> like, he literally, right. you know, said that while we were watching it. So, um, and I agree. It, I agree it just, too. It seemed Thank like you, Riley. an unnecessary amount of pressure and stress – put in that situation it, it didn't need to happen it didn't so, no we, yeah we had we had been moving the ball everything was all good you know i was not concerned about us continuing to be able to do that we didn't need to push for it now mm. you know it is what it is but uh i'm you know yeah. if i if i could do it better than them i would be uh you know calling well, plays today on absolutely the so um, absolutely. but you know but we I, got an armchair quarterback it that's all we can do just a little just a little bit <laughs> what about um <laughs> offensive i mean Offensive MVP. So let's talk. Who who do you think is there a player or position group, whatever, um, that you would put in that category this game? Yeah, I think uh, for me, it was the offensive line of the first half. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> so specific. Not necessarily the whole game. Um, <laughs> but there was a lot of concern coming in about the offensive line. How was Zavala going to do? Uh, was Icky going to be able to get rid of the you know Icky type play we saw in the in the preseason? Yeah. Um, you know how was the communication going to be? And damn if they didn't give Bryce some good pockets. Now it wasn't all the best thing in the world, um, but. I came away like as when we were moving the ball, like we were easily moving the ball and the, the holes were open for the running backs. The windows were open for Bryce to throw. Uh, so for me, I was really excited about that. I think on the offensive side of things though, there were a lot more concerns overall. Uh, so that's, that's kind of my bright yeah. point that, you know, that may be the running backs like we talked about before. Yeah. I, I put down, I had offensive line and specifically I put down Chuba Hubbard, like I mentioned from earlier, because I just thought he looked, he looked fantastic. I mean, he's not RB one, obviously we know that, but he, to me, he looked like RB one today. Like he's, he looked great. Um, So yeah. And look, like we have to be, we have to be positive and glass half full. Um, And that, that was super encouraging to see with the offensive line. They, they yeah. were a huge question mark, huge issue yeah. in yeah. the preseason. So the fact that they looked so solid and, like you said, primarily first half, uh, but they had their moments in the second half too. I mean, if you go back and watch the uh, watch uh, Bryce Young's highlights, he had a lot of time to throw. But the he did, issue that's what I'm was – he had, But the issue was no one was Nobody was open. open. Nobody was open. Um, so he was having to resort to trying to force the ball – two interceptions, mm-hmm. throw a you know back shoulder fades to guys that don't know that they're going to be getting a back shoulder fade ball, um, trying to throw guys open because no one's getting separation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, But again, yeah, offensive line looked great. You want to move to defense? Where should we start? Um, what, what were your main defensive takeaways? Uh, I think within the first five minutes of the game, I sent you a text that said, pay the man. Uh, <laughs> that means pay bleeping pay the man. Burns was an absolute beast today. Yep. And I've never seen a chip on somebody's shoulder larger than that one. Uh, he, 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 he could do whatever he wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> at least at the beginning of the game. It was just... Yeah. He was wreaking havoc. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, and it, you know, the only the thing that I kept going back to was like the rapid fire questions that we were talking about with the over under on mm-hmm. uh, the number of sacks that Burns is gonna get. <laughs> you know, uh, he had one and a half yeah. in the first quarter of the game or whatever. Um, yeah. So that was a big one. Uh, Derek Brown, uh, yeah, man. he did a great job from a tackling perspective, and I don't know if you noticed, but in the fourth quarter when big boys are supposed to be gassed, the dude chased down Bijan Robinson. See, you mentioned that, and and for some reason, that's not... I need to go back and watch the highlights because I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah, it was, like a, it was like a... I think it was like a weird screen-type play or something like that. And the dude, I mean, you know, was running down after him and was involved in the tackle, uh, picking him, you know. That's impressive. So it was really cool. Uh, and then the other thing that kind of stood out to me was like, I wasn't really sure that Houston played. Um, <laughs> he was 
pretty invisible. And from a perspective of we were curious who was going to be playing on the other side of Burns and how that mm -hmm. was going to work and yep. the massive hole and the need that that was for us, it was slightly concerning for me that we chose not to play him in the preseason and he didn't show up in game one. So I'm hoping that that was just a knocking the rust off type situation. I'm hoping it's not that he's a, I'm 34 years old and everything mm -hmm. creaks when I get out of bed and I just need to be shot up to play. Um, you know, well, I, hey, I'm 36 I, I don't know. Everything creaks <laughs> Listen, I am, for me. I'm, I'm 40. Come at me. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, I, you know, there, is, there was some concern there on my, uh, from, on my perspective. And then the last thing I wanted to say is rest in peace horn. Um, oh, God, it pains me so much. It's just, it, there are some guys, JK Dobbins being one on my fantasy team. I'll mention that later. Uh, oh but there are just Jordan some Davis. guys. Yeah, I know. There are some guys that for some reason, I cannot get my brain around it. They get injured and they're not yeah. doing anything different than other people in those positions. But damn. And if I remember correctly, this was another, this was a non-contact one. Non-contact. Yeah. And and, the, and they they are always the worst. I am not a yep. uh, jump to worst case scenario type of guy at all. It is not in my personality. But damn, he it, it keeps happening to him. And the non contacts are never good. They yeah. are never good. Uh, so I no, hate I to end say. my part uh, on a negative, yep. but that's that's what I've got. What do you think? I was going to say with Horn, I will say that it, what I'm hearing is that it's a hamstring. Now that's still not good, obviously. Yeah, those take uh, a while. It, Ask Cooper. Even Cummings. if, yeah, exactly. Like, look at DJ Chark. He that's the issue that he has right now. He already missed a game, mm -hmm. uh, and they're very the hamstring injuries are very finicky. You know, so regardless of what specifically the injury is, uh, it was just so deflating to see him go down. I remember actually. Yeah. I was I was fast for I was the commercials were about to come up so I was prepared to fast forward because I was like ten minutes behind on the game yeah. and as I was fast forwarding I saw a, just a little flash of a Panthers player on the ground and I thought I saw a number eight on his jersey and I was like you've got to be kidding me I rewound it and sure enough it was him I just it's frustrating from a fan perspective to have a guy like that who. He's so damn good. Like yeah. you ask, you listen to any of the NFL analysts, the guys that really know what they're talking about, and they they refer to him as a top ten guy, top ten cornerback. Yeah, he's very um, good. It's so frustrating, uh, but I I also feel awful for him um, yeah. because you know he's trying to get out there and prove that uh, that you know he can stay healthy and that. Um, you know, he's worthy of that next contract whenever that time comes. And he's just had super bad luck. I don't know what else. I don't know how else to frame it. He's just had really, really, yeah. really bad luck. Uh, so moving on from Horn, I will say as far as Justin Houston, uh, he did have two tackles. He had two tackles. Were uh, either of them sacks? No. No sacks. Okay. Just check. Just check. Uh, he had... One tackle for loss, so uh, one TFL. Um, now, outside edge rusher wise, outside of Justin Houston and obviously Brian Burns, I'm looking at the stats right now. And um, who are the other guys? Uh, Gross Matos. Mm -hmm. uh, Gross Matos is not even on the stat sheet. I don't even see that he That's, had a tackle. Uh, that that ain't good. Um, 
that's not great. Uh, Amari Barno, not on the stat sheet. Yeah. Um, that's not great. Now, on the flip side, back to back to the 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 good, the positive. Like you said, uh, you I mean, I won't go into too much. You already said it, but Derek Brown, Brian Burns. Good Lord. I mean, especially Brian Burns that first quarter. He he just was playing possessed. Out of his like a mind. Man possessed. And then out of his mind. Go on the side when you, when the camera would pan over to him on the sideline and he had his helmet off. He looked so he looked angry. He looked focused. And it was awesome to see because you know, you know he's a little he's got that chip on his shoulder. He feels yeah. like he should be paid at this point. And we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk here in, in a minute about the whole contract situation. But um I will say he he had seven tackles, uh, one and a half sacks, one tackle for loss. Um, didn't really hear his name called a lot in the second half. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was – I don't know if – you know, I don't want to sit here and say he disappeared in the second half, but, um, you know, it didn't seem like he had as much of an impact in the second well, half Well, I think as that, you know, the, the Falcons realized they had to do something. Put right. four men on him. I don't care. <laughs> right? But, like <laughs> – Right. But he – if we don't, he's going to ruin what else we're trying to do offensively. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, to me, I'm sure, you know, I, I don't, I'm not the X's and O's guy. Uh, I'm more the Willies and the Joes. And so I don't. <laughs> Wait, what? You, know, you never heard that saying? No. It's not about the X's and the O's. It's about the Willies and the Joes. It's about the people that are actually out there playing, doing the work more so than it is the X's and O's of the play call. Really? Hey, you learn something new every day, and that's the thing I learned. <laughs> I love yeah, that. that's a thing. <laughs> I've never heard yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I don't even remember what I was talking about about at that point. You were just saying you're you're not the X's and O's guy, but Burns, they must have done something to like. Oh take yeah, him out. I mean, you know, yeah. they 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 had to, have, you know, they're chipping him with the back coming out every time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that, you know, they they were doing something yeah. to to disrupt the the flow. However, I will say from an overall perspective, I loved watching the 3-4 defense. The mm-hmm. 3-4 defense with, you know, the kind of the Brian Burns being able to play like his natural yeah. position. He's good uh, at it. Was he, it was awesome. He's pretty good. <laughs> uh Luvu, my dude. Luvu flying all over the place. Great. Yeah, he had seven um, tackles as well. So I just I came away super encouraged uh, with the defense, with the exception of uh, some some cornerback situation. Hey, uh, the defense you know. played pretty well for the most part, right? Good. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, look, we had some good performances. Brian Burns, Frankie Louvu, Jeremy Chin all had seven tackles. Derek Brown had nine. Um, wow, nine tackles for Derek Brown, eight solo tackles. You don't see I mean, that that's, a lot. Hey, that's that's a man that's playing the position that's made for him. You exactly, know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what that is. Is he is yeah. he is doing what he is supposed to within that role? Absolutely. Yes. And you know, I did. I thought the defense was definitely more encouraging than our offense. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we did get gashed a little bit in the run game. Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier. Um, yeah, for looked it, good. Portions of the game, they were kind of running all over. They, us. Yeah, they 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 looked good. They were, they were really good. And, um, and, and Bijan Robinson, oh God, he's good. Ooh. He's good. Like whoa. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, we've we've drafted a running back in the top ten. 
of the draft, and it uh-huh. turned out well for the Panthers. Uh-huh. Uh, I I was watching Robinson, and he is one of those guys that anytime he touches the ball, he could score. Yeah, literally anytime he touches he, the ball, he had he was electric to watch. I loved watching him. I hated playing against him, but yeah. I loved watching him play. And then holy hell, Algier two touchdowns yeah. and was awesome as well. That was I I didn't believe the Falcons' running attack was going to be that potent, yeah. uh, and maybe it was our defense, but. Damn, if they didn't look really good. No, I mean, I don't necessarily think it was just – I think that's how – I think they're going to be good like that for most of the season. I think that's going to be their yeah. biggest strength. Um, but Kyle yeah, Pitts showed back up. Like, they they looked they looked good. The, the Falcons looked better than I thought. I mean, Kyle well, Pitts had some good – had a couple good plays. Yeah, but Desmond Ritter did not look good. He, Desmond Ritter. That was – He had one good man. pass. He had one good pass to Kyle Pitts. But other you know than that, my, my favorite part of it, though, uh, and I actually took a picture of this because I've never seen a quarterback stat line. He was four of five for zero yards and a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was four or five for zero yards and a touchdown. And at it, one it, point he had minus 12 passing. yards. It took him a while to get going. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen. Not to make it about Bryce Young again, but um, Bryce threw two interceptions and still I came away from that game thinking Bryce Young is significantly better than Desmond Ritter. And here's and here's why. Because when you watch Bryce Young, he looks in control. When you yeah. watch Ritter, it looks chaotic. And the yeah. control breeds confidence. That's what it is, 100%. So when he looks like he's in control and isn't – and he looks unflappable. That does nothing but give confidence. It gives confidence to the other guys in the huddle, and it gives confidence to the people who are watching on the couch. But it gives confidence that he's going to do what he can with it, you know, to to turn things around or whatever. Ritter, yeah. Ritter, you're not surprised if he throws a of an interception based off of what I saw today. I would not, I wouldn't be surprised because it just right. I don't have confidence in the throws. Oh, that, that was my observation yeah. kind of the, between the two of them. No, yeah, I, I 100% agree. He just doesn't he doesn't look great. But uh, if Atlanta is going to continue to run the ball like that, then uh, there's still going to be it's still going to be a tall task to kind of stop them on defense. But we we didn't really talk about our defensive MVPs, but I think we kind of already said it. I think we're both in agreement. It's it's um, Brian Burns and Derek Brown. Yeah, I mean. No, and no, I, no sense for discussion. They both looked awesome. Yeah, and I, I wanted to point this out because um, I think this can't be overstated. When we traded up to number one to draft Bryce Young, we obviously traded away a player. That player was DJ Moore. Uh, we could use him right now. <laughs> we could use a guy like him to you know actually get open for Bryce Young. But um, if you remember the reporting was that uh, the Bears GM was interested in more than just DJ Moore. He also had interest in Brian Burns and Derek Brown. Uh, Obviously we chose to go the route of trading them DJ Moore. Um, Now I don't know exactly uh, what was on the table. I don't know if they would have accepted a trade, if the Bears would have accepted a trade for, um, uh, you know, Burns or Derek Brown instead of Moore or if it was like a 
combination of two of those three guys or, or what, but do you have any thoughts on, you know, like looking back on that? Uh, do you think they made the right decision trading DJ Moore as opposed to Burns or Brown? Or do you, would you like, you know, hindsight being 2020, would you have rather they traded one of those defensive guys instead? I think the defenders are harder to find than the wide receivers. I agree. I think that I think that the the difference maker and the utter disruption that a really good defensive player like that can play, yeah, uh, in the in the course of a game, is more impactful uh, on on a whole than mm-hmm. a wide receiver. Now I'll say a wide receiver can have really great games. You look at Tyree Kill today had two hundred and something yards. You look at Justin Jefferson had like. I don't know, 150 or 180 or whatever it was. Yeah. So they can have those games, but it's much harder to do that on a week-in and week-out basis. It's much easier, in my opinion, for the defensive players to be able to do that, right? Because they're not at the quarterback's discretion of, of where right. they go with the ball, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, I, to me, I think we made the right move, not to mention the fact that Derek Brown and, and Brian Burns still relatively young. Um, and have a lot of football ahead of them, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. They're, I agree with you. They're two centerpieces to our team at this point. Um, I would like to throw J.C. Horn into that mix, but I'm, you know, I don't think any of us are comfortable doing that right now. Um, not yet. Not yet. We'll see. Well, maybe he'll turn it around and have a streak of, you know, good health. But um, so, last thing on the on the Panthers Falcons game. You had written something down about the play calling. Yeah. Free Thomas Brown. Just (laughs) let the man call some plays. Like, you know, I, and I'm again, I know that there's some strategy behind it and some rationale, but I think we can all agree that the second half of the preseason game seemed to be a little bit more fun from a play calling perspective than the first half did. And listen, let's ease our guys into it first or second game, first, you know, couple games, whatever, that's fine. But at some point in the season, I'm just, I'm desperately hoping that we just, you know, take the shackles off, shed as much weight as possible and say, go. Right. Now, yeah. I do think that we have to have um, the personnel to support that. And as I mentioned before, I, we're lacking in the explosive department. So, it is a little bit harder to kind of have your pedal to the metal, uh, you know, mentality all the time. If you don't have a Tyree kill to, to run out, run everybody. Maybe we need DJ Chark back. You know, there's some things that can happen, but I would love to see Thomas Brown have the opportunity to call some of the plays and just see what happens. And I hope that's part of the long-term development and, and the, you know, the long-term roadmap. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I think, we know obviously that we're going to have growing pains with a rookie quarterback, with all the new players, all the new coaches, the new system, all that stuff. There's going to be growing pains. It's going to take time. We need to, as fans, try to temper our expectations. When I just look at, you know, Thomas Brown, uh, I know he's new to being an offensive coordinator, but, um, you know, to me, now's as good a time as any to kind of throw him into the fire and let him let him and Bryce young, that connection, that pairing, you know, as offensive coordinator, quarterback, let that start to develop, let that start to grow. And the only way that that's going to 
really happen is to allow him to call plays. Um, and um, then to your point, yeah, like in the preseason, I know it's preseason, but it looked more exciting when um, when he was when Thomas Brown was out there calling plays. Uh, so I agree with you there. Um, let's let's touch on this whole Brian Burns contract situation. Uh, I mean, we kind of we kind of talked about it or mentioned it earlier. Like, pay the man, right? We're both mm-hmm. in agreement. It's like, pay the man. Listen, um, all I could think about was uh, show me the money. You know, the Cuba right. Green Jr. scene, right? And Jerry Maguire. It's just like, just show <laughs> the man the money. That's all. You, just show him the money. Get, yeah. Pay the man and let's just bleep and move on. Yeah. Like, I, I, I agree. I, I think it's going to happen, but it just at this point, it seems stupid. It's crazy. Unless he's asking for like Bosa level money, right? And he thinks that he should be paid that much. He's not going to get it. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I don't think many people would sit here and say that Brian Burns is on Nick Bosa's level. Um, I'm looking at, I'm actually looking right now. I have Bosa's, the, the details of his contract pulled up and it's five years. $170 $170 million, um, $34 million per year average. Um, it's a lot of money. But, you know, who knows Who knows what Brian Burns and his camp are asking for? We don't know if that's they're asking that's for. Yeah, but what my, my overall thought on the whole thing is, A, we're probably going to end up overpaying for Burns because yeah. we kind of – and a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people point this out. We kind of made our own bed with this situation last year when the Rams offered us two first round picks and a second for Brian Burns, and we turned it down. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not sitting here, I'm not here to say that that was the right or wrong decision. I'm not a GM. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's the right or wrong decision. That's certainly a lot of collateral for one player. And yeah. that's, but if you, if you're offered that and you turn it down, that means that you value that player very highly, an understatement uh, to say. Uh, and so my overall thought is like, Hey, um, Brian Burns is a, an elite talent. He makes our team better. You saw it today. Yes, we lost the game, but yeah. he brings an entirely different dynamic to our defense he would do the same thing for all 31 other teams. You put him on mm-hmm. any other, any of the 31 other teams, they're going to be a better team immediately because of him. So to me, yep. regardless of whether or not you think he's on Nick Bosa's level talent wise, the market has been set by Nick Bosa. And so you're going to have to pay him if you want to keep Just pay him. the man $30 million a year and let's move on. Right. Seriously. I- I'm not trying to be funny and like I can laugh about quibbling over a million dollars a year. Right. But like, but seriously, that's what we're talking about. You know, I feel like Alan Iverson, like, what are we talking about? We're talking about a million bucks. (laughs) Like just y'all come together, sing Kumbaya, you know, and let's just get the deal done and sign it. I really, I really don't understand why it's taken so long. And it, it kind of irritates me that it's, it's now bled into the season. Cause I really, I think, Thought, I, I think a lot of us thought that it was going to get handled before the season started. And now Brian Burns, he said after the game today, like, 
moving forward, he's like, I'm playing. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to miss out on those game checks. I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, whether or not the coaches, the players would admit it, it is a little bit of a distraction right now. Yeah, ask coach. Um, ask Brian every time he gets asked a question. Right. Every time. <laughs> exactly. Every single press conference, he's asked two or three questions about yeah. Brian Burns. So pay the man. Hopefully it happens soon because um, I don't think it's arguable that he is our best player. Correct. All right. Um, well, you want to talk a little fantasy real quick? Yeah, let's. We'll touch on it real quick. We'll touch. We'll touch on it real quick. We'll just. How's your team doing? Any standout performers on your team? Uh, you shitty. mentioned earlier. Maybe it's all shitty. So all Everything shitty. is shitty. It all sucks. <laughs> I hate my life. I don't know why I play fantasy. And this why do you do this to yourself every year? I don't. The first week's not even over. And uh, yeah, I had I had some unfortunate uh, unfortunate playing today with Burrow not doing anything, uh, T Higgins not doing oh, anything. No. Um, yeah, yeah, Burrow. I, yeah, I had Burrow. I had T Higgins. I had <laughs> uh, Dobbins, who is now out for the year. I had Deontay Johnson, who is now out with a hamstring injury for whoever knows how long. Uh, so it was it was a rough day. Uh, <laughs> It was it was not not as much fun as I had hoped, uh, and I think that even might have been the, the that might have been the one I had Pacheco in who absolutely did nothing to. So it was um, it was tough. It was tough. How yeah. about uh, how about yours? That sounds <laughs> pretty depressing uh, for me. Not much better. Um, my so my standout performer, as you know, I had the number one pick in the draft, and I hate having the number one pick because I feel like it's harder to build a well-rounded team with the number Mm -hmm. one pick. Um, Because yes, you get presumably the best player in fantasy with the number one pick if you pick right. Um, But then you got to wait, you know, depending on how many teams you have in the league, you got to wait an eternity for your next two picks. And then it's kind of goes on from there. But Justin Jefferson, um, he didn't even have a touchdown today and still had 24 fantasy points. Um, so that's encouraging. Um, that was really <laughs> my only standout performer today. Um, I, I have a couple Panthers on my team. Um, Miles Sanders had 72, uh, 72 yards on the ground, uh, or maybe that's combined. Let me see. He had, um, he had, okay. Yeah. 18 carries for 72 yards. He had, I think two or three, receptions he lost the fumble he ended up getting me what is it 11.8 fantasy points in my flex spot that's not terrible that's not terrible he is he's the only he's the only panther that you could consider playing well hayden hurst hayden hurst was the other one that's true that's true yeah he had like 15 he did have a good game i did not play i don't have him he had 15 fantasy points i did consider adding him before the game but i didn't and then i also have jonathan mingo He's more of a stash mm-hmm. for later in the season to see if, I mean, hey, hot, hot take, uh, hot tip here. Uh, don't usually play uh, rookie wide receivers until the second half of their season. By the way, oh yeah, they generally suck in the advice. first half of their season. Yeah, I'm not going to play him. I'm not going to play him until he actually has at least one or two. Yeah, a couple of know, games. solid games. But yeah. Anyway, all right. Maybe maybe next week we can improve our fantasy performances, but. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're getting close to the end here. Let's quickly let's talk about the Saints. 
What are you, anything you're looking forward to, anything you are um, wanting to see next Monday from the offense, from the defense, anything at all? Yeah, comes to mind? I think from the offense, I want to see a, a continuation of uh, our offensive line play, play more like we did in the first half instead of the second half. Yeah. Um, I would like to continue, and I know this, this sounds crazy to say, but I would like to continue to see uh, Bryce Young be a little bit conservative with the ball and smart about his choices and playing. I don't know if you, yes, he threw two interceptions. They weren't good interceptions. It was the same mistake both times, but you can go back and you can watch some of the game. There were times where he just threw the ball away in yeah. uh, circumstances and situations where I would normally have expected a rookie to try to force it into a window that wasn't there or right. was too small to reliably do it. Um, so I would like to see him continue to do those things. Um, I would like to see uh, Chuba continue to kind of take on a, a large role and not see a drop off when we're going from uh, miles to him. And then we got to see um, more explosiveness out of the wide receivers. I'm hoping the chart can come in and stretch the field. But again, I sensed no danger for the Falcons when our offense was on the field. Like, I'm not trying to be right. funny. Like we could get, we would get, no, you know, I eight agree. to 12 yard plays or whatever, but they didn't have to worry about a 35 yard bump. Um, so that's where I am on the offense. What about you from an offensive perspective? And then I'll do defense after that. Yep. Um, all right. So for Bryce, uh, I mean, I want to see, I want to see a little bit better decision-making, um, again, in saying that even if he does come out in the saints game and throw another interception or two, the world's not going to be ending even still. And he probably still, will. And he probably will because he's a rookie, probably but I would like to see, you know, I'd, I'd like to see progression a little bit, you know, better decision-making. Um, hopefully he learns from the mistake of that he made twice in this yeah. game because there was almost a carbon copy, those interceptions. Um, I'd like to see the receivers help him out some, you know, they need to get some, I'd like to see the receivers get some separation and, uh, you know, Adam Thielen um, was almost non-existent in this mm -hmm. in the Falcons game. We didn't really even mention his name it was because he didn't really do anything. Uh, he, I really, really thought going into the season, and and there's still a chance that this is this is the case. I really thought that Thielen was going to be that kind of security blanket, safety blanket too. for Bryce, and present the most consistent uh, open target. For Bryce, um, that was not the case at all against the Falcons. So I'm going to be looking for Adam Thielen to have a better game and just the receivers overall create some separation. Give Bryce some a target to throw to. Somebody yeah. outside of Hayden Hurst has yeah. to contribute, or the running back, or the running back. Um, speaking of the running backs, I would love to see um, Miles and Chuba build on their strong performance because, like we said, I thought they had. A pretty good game as a as a duo not quite uh double trouble when it's not jonathan stewart and d'angelo williams we're talking about here um but they looked pretty good i'd like to see them continue um and yeah offensive line like you mentioned uh they had a good game against the falcons so uh this uh this saints defense is no joke they're gonna have their work cut out for them um what about defense for you 
Um, yeah, I think the main thing for me is going to be our back, you know, the defensive backs, uh, cornerbacks, safeties, and how they handle, you know, Chris Olave. He had a really good game today. Um, you know, this isn't the Jameis Winston Saints, <laughs> you know, where it's like you could get five interceptions, uh, you know, in a game or whatever. The, you know, this is just I, – I think it's going to be another tough week. I think it's going to be another tough week. I'm concerned about our ability to, to, to cover the pass. Um, and I'm thankful that we're not going up against Kamara. Well. <laughs> yeah. um, is it four game suspension? Either three or four. I can't remember. Three or four? I think it's, I think it was three, but it could be four. Um, but anyway, you know, I, I, that's my main, that's, that's my main concern is the passing game. Um, and hopefully our people can, can rise up to it, but you know, if we're without horn, then it's going to be even harder. Just have to see how it goes. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, it's going to be tough. I don't. I don't expect Horn to play. I, I think we should probably just go ahead and um, just to temper our expectations with as far as Horn coming back. I'm expecting him to miss multiple games. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Absolutely. So other guys, next man up. Other guys are going to have to step up. Um, but like you said, even with Kamara not playing, the Saints' offensive skill players are. Um, better than the Panthers offensive skill players. Chris Olave could do some damage against yeah. our uh yeah. our secondary. So so what I really want to see, it's not so much, you know, the secondary is hobbled right now with Horn out. So what I'm really going to be looking to see is uh can we put pressure on Derek Carr, make him uncomfortable. We know Brian Burns and Derek Brown are going to do their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to draw a lot of attention. So uh, that's because that's going to be the Saints game plan is going to be to take Burns and Brown out of it mm-hmm. and make the other guys beat them. So uh, what I really want to see is guys like Justin Houston, guys like Mari Barno, Itor Grossmatos, uh, Shaq Thompson, those guys in the front seven, Frankie Louvu, who had a good game against the Falcons, but uh, guys like that, like, Jeremy Chin, um, I really want to see those guys step up and uh, help out Burns and Brown um, because even though we're at home, this is going to be this is going to be an even tougher test, you know, than the Falcons game. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm concerned about the, it. The Saints are presumably by a lot of people are are the favorites in the NFC South, so they're a better team than the Falcons. Um, so. It'll be interesting to see, and then and then the last thing I'll say is just from an from a coaching standpoint, uh, I don't expect Frank Reich to hand over the reins this early to um, Thomas Brown. Uh, so not really looking for that because I don't think it's going to happen this soon. But so whoever's calling plays, if it's Frank Reich, yeah, I, I want, I'm looking for that to be better and you know more creative. Um, they've got to see what we see, right? They've got to see that. Their, the receivers are not getting open for Bryce, and they've got to create yeah. some opportunities, manufacture some opportunities um, so that Bryce is not just sitting back there having to either A, force the ball into tight windows, or B, you just throw the ball out of bounds because there's nothing there. Yeah, yeah, I, I agreed. we got to give the, give the rookie a little bit more opportunity. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, um, anything else on your end? Uh, I, I'm good. I, if you're I only had I only had one other thing. 
Oh yeah, uh, it has nothing nothing to do with our game. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but we were we were talking about Jefferson. Yeah, first pick in a lot of drafts. The second pick in a lot of drafts was Jamar Chase. And uh-huh. I don't know if you saw this, but the Bengals got shellacked. Uh, I had Joe Burrow. Uh, he did nothing. T. Higgins, not even a reception. It was it was it was a beatdown. And evidently, Jamar Browns. Chase had been yeah by the Browns. Thank you uh, by the Browns. Uh, evidently, Jamar Chase had been doing a little smack talking. <laughs> so he said, "It's he was he was asked about the game uh, by a reporter." And he said, it's frustrating because I called their ass L's and we just lost some L's. So I'm pissed on my part. I'm pissed on that end. We missed opportunities. We didn't capitalize on that shit and we lost. And I just, I don't know why that just, it just tickled me to hear him say that I called their ass L's and got the, you know, had to eat his, eat crow yeah. just a little bit. Uh, he, I don't know why. I just, I've never heard anybody say something that, that certainly not that phrase. And it, it cracked me up. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, it took me a second when I first saw that to even realize what, <clears throat> what he was referring to, because um, it's the logo, it's the Browns logo. They have that little, yeah. little oh, elf, okay. little sprite, whatever it is. Um, yeah. So I'd like to know the origin story behind that. By the way, yeah, I might have to look that up after this. But yeah, that was. Just shoot fun. me a text. Let me know what it is. <laughs> All right, I will. Uh, All right. Well, well hey, uh, first, uh, first weeks in the books. This was it was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good one. Looking forward to next week. Hopefully we can come away with a W against the Saints. Um, we'll see what happens. But uh, That's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening, for watching. Please, if you haven't already, feel free to give us a follow on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube. Um, hopefully you'll give us a subscription there, like subscribe, all that fun stuff. Uh, we will be posting this video, um, probably at some point on Monday, we're recording this on Sunday night. Um, and we will be back. So the Monday night game, uh, will probably be back on, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday of next week for the, for the next episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but until then everybody keep purring and keep pounding.